holidays, friends! If you are looking for the perfect gift for yourself or for a loved one, check out our Go At Your Own Pace e-courses. There's the Manifestation e-course, High Vibration e-course, or the Angel Communication e-course where you get to learn more about your personal angels. There's also the group talk course, The Angel Reiki School, that's online and helps you to develop your spiritual gifts. Friends, you could also book a session or buy a gift card. Just purchase any one of these online, print your receipt, and wrap. Friends, from my family to yours, happy holidays! So, my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking, and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to a special edition of the Angels and Awakening podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And we are here today with Michelle, who is going to tell us her Thanksgiving angel story. And really, there are so many angel stories tied into this story. So Michelle, thank you for being here and sharing the story of hope and resilience with all of us. Absolutely. I'm super honored to to connect with you, Julie, here and loved getting to know you over the past uh, year or so. And so, yeah, I'm happy to share our story. So every Thanksgiving, we go and serve as a family at the SM Wright Foundation. We serve at a church downtown. So we're here in Dallas and we all go. We've been going and serving on Thanksgiving Day food and you know, providing clothing to the homeless. We've been doing that since the kids were babies. I mean, since they were old enough to hand a loaf of bread to a person, (laughs) we've had them down there doing that with us. And my husband sits on the board of that foundation and they do great work here in Dallas. So that's kind of our family tradition. So we went down on Thanksgiving day, 2016, I guess, November 24th that year. And we served the homeless and we, we brought actually a friend of Jay Faye. So Jay Faye was 12 at the time. She had another little girlfriend with us. And we had my husband, myself, and my son who is, was 15 at the time. We all served and we were actually coming back to go have, we were going to drop Dasha off to her mom and we were going to go and meet the rest of my family and have our Thanksgiving day dinner And as we were coming home, we were rear-ended by a van on the highway coming home in Dallas. And that resulted in a really life-threatening injury for my daughter, brain injury. And so the rest of us walked away from that accident pretty much fine. And um, we had some whiplash and my husband had a concussion, but Jay Faye, unfortunately was not so, not so fortunate in that collision. Um, so, you know, the particulars of what happened, I can share that, that when we got hit from the behind, my husband's seat collapsed backwards and Jay Faye sort of lurched forward, even though she was belted in. My daughter's name is Jaden Faith. So we call her Jay Faye. So she was belted in, she kind of lurched forward and she connected with his headrest. And so what happened was her, her skull fractured kind of all the way around, if you will, like in an, almost like a halo, like it just, it cracked 360 degrees and lifted up and scooted backwards on impact. So we, you know, we had this 
felt seemed like kind of an explosion. Like you're just kind of sitting there like what just happened? And we kind of checked everybody and everybody was fine. Except for when we looked at Jafe, you know, she was starting to have convulsions. And so anyways, we were really, really fortunate. We had angels just descend on us right in that moment. We had a, just a good Samaritan passing by who happened to be um, EMT. He was with his two boys, I think at the time and pulled over and assisted us. We had another like a fire engine that was actually on its way to a structure fire who pulled over on the highway, blocked traffic. They came to our aid and, and, you know, just really in a series of, of really fortunate events that I feel like, you know, God was just right there with us going, okay, here's this, here's this, here's this, that, that made, made it possible to get Jafe to the hospital. She was dying for sure. They, we, we were really, really fortunate that for one thing, she had the kind of injury that allowed for brain swelling upon impact uh, because that could have killed her in itself. But also we were five minutes from trauma one um, hospital, children's hospital. So that just was, I literally, you know, just kind of jumped in the ambulance with my daughter, left everybody behind and just said, go to children's. And because I knew we were really close and I had done a lot of fundraising for children's we had created a charity that did a lot of fundraising for children's. So I knew a lot about the hospital. and I certainly knew where it was located. So we just were really, really fortunate on a number of levels, the way that the accident happened. So that's kind of what happened. And then, you know, sort of from there, it was just, you know, it's been rehab, <laughs> rehab, rehab, rehab. So, you know, I can, tell you kind of the, but that that's the story of kind of how things happen on that day. And Michelle, we've talked about this before, but you had said before that it was odd that your son didn't sit in that position that day, that he normally takes that seat behind your husband. Right. And mm-hmm. and really in your reading that came through as on purpose, correct? Because Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, you know, Jace and Jafe, this is, <laughs> I'm going to get a little choked up. Okay. Jace and Jafe are, Jace is my son. He's 19 now. Was, like I said, 15 at the time. They're really, really close. Always have been close since they were little. And so when we had our accident, Jace was actually seated in the front seat of our sedan and Jafe was behind my husband. I was behind my son and our friend, little girlfriend, Jafe's friend was in the middle back seat. And so I didn't realize this, although it made a lot of sense to me in retrospective, when you and I did our reading, it came through loud and clear that Jace had a lot of guilt and a lot of remorse around the fact that he felt like that should have been him in that seat and not her. It just was a weird, it was odd how we all jumped in the car that day. Cause normally I would have been riding in the front seat. Jace would have been in the back seat. He probably would have been behind Jason. I mean, just a lot of things sort of the, there was a fruit basket moment when we all got in the car and we all kind of changed positions. And so he had been carrying around this feeling like, Oh, that should have been me. I should have been the one. And when you and I did our reading together, it came through that, no, that was not the path for Jace, you know, that, that he actually probably wouldn't have survived. And we've learned later about the structure of the car and about how things happen in that sort of accident. And just the size that he was a, a different set of circumstances would have probably happened with him being the size that he was, and he might not have survived the accident. And so it just, you know, it's interesting because after we had our reading and I told Jace about this, Julie, he just broke down crying. And, you know, he had never told us that he felt this way, but he just had been carrying around this weight on his shoulders that he just felt like it should have been different. So it was a real, I think, uh, relief to him to know, okay, this was, you know, it sounds odd to say it was the plan, but 
I firmly believe, and I've always believed from the time that this accident happened, that Jace and, you know, her soul, her old soul, because she's always had an old soul, had made an agreement with God about what was going to happen. And, you know, she's just living out sort of her intention, even though sometimes it feels so weird and wrong, but it is what was meant to be. That sounds strange to say, but I just have a lot of peace about it. Yeah. Oh, Michelle, I am so sorry for all that you and your family have been through. Jay Fay is just such an amazingly resilient soul. And talk to us about, about what the doctors had kind of given as the prognosis after the accident and talk to us about her growth and progress since. Yeah, absolutely. This is my this is my most uh, enjoyable conversation <laughs> to have because it's such a it is just laden with miracles. So when we were in the hospital, as I said, you know, she had a really significant life threatening injury, and so when we when they do the brain scan, you know, their main thing is they're trying to keep blood flow. They're trying to manage the swelling. Because there can be a threshold of swelling that it's just too much for the skull to withstand and, you know, the, the child perishes. And so we were constantly watching that. And so you're in this really high level of anxiety, just like, okay, what's going to happen? And then you sort of get your hand, your arms around, okay, well, what is the, what is our, you know, now that we've kind of passed that and, it, and she's going to make it, now what? So they did a brain scan and they came in and the doctor, he, he was reticent to tell us and our sweet ICU nurse, she said, you need, you have to go and tell them, you know, you have to just man up and give them the news. And so obviously it was not very good. And he, the way that he put it to us was he said, you know, she's got global damage, which means that it's on both sides. And it's significant. And, you know, the way he put it to us was, I know you're really good parents. I mean, I've, I've witnessed that because we've been here with you guys, you know, day in, day out. You haven't left her side. And he said, you know, we know that she'll require care for the rest of her life. And we know that, you know, you all will provide that. And we hope that at some point she'll know who you are and be able to recognize you as her parents. And I'm like, Whoa, whoa! <laughs> that, that are, yeah. I mean, I just—it's it, just that I, I was like, "What? Yeah. She's she's not going to know who we are." Uh, it, I mean, we're we're just stunned, just so stunned. Like, I mean, basically, he was telling us she's going to be vegetative, and you know, hopefully, one day she'll have enough consciousness to have some clue that she's on the planet and that she had a family. And, you know, you're just like, we were just dancing competitively last week, (laughs) you know, just Mm -hmm. a few days ago, you know, her, I mean, this, and so you're just in this shock and awe and like, this cannot be happening. And, and I remember sleeping that, or, you know, fitfully trying to sleep in the ICU that night and just, just, and I know Jason was doing this. It was the worst night of our lives. And, and you're just like, what, is, what can be happening to us? This just can't be real. And so the next day or within the next few days, our, and we met with the, this was, this was the trauma doctor who was kind of on our case in the very beginning. And so we met with the head of the neurosurgery and we ask him, you know, what does this mean for us? What, you know, my aunt, my husband asked, what does the next six months look like? What can the next two years, you know, what does our future look like? And I loved his answer because he said, I have no idea. He said, you know what? I never make that call. I never make a guess because I'm always wrong. He said, with children, I am always wrong. They always do more than I ever think they will. They're always more resilient. He said, if it was an adult, I could give you a pretty good idea. He said, with kids, I have no idea. And Jason said, well, let me stop you right there because I'll just take that answer. That's a good answer for me. And 
so at that point, I just told Jason, I said, I just don't want to hear any more. I don't want any doctor to come in here and tell me anything about a scan because I just don't believe it. I don't believe that they can predict what our child is going to do. I don't believe that they know. I don't believe that they know what's at play here and what's at work and what miracles can take place. And so, you know, the rest of the story is that she is doing things that people would never, you know, that no uh, her her neural or her, you know her neurosurgeon is just blown away every time we go. He's like, I can't believe it. So she, you know, is starting to eat again a little. Um, she reads. She responds. She responds appropriately. She uses eye blink. She she can shake her head yes and no to answer questions. She does geometry, you know, on her eye gaze with a tutor. She is in school. She is laughs when it's appropriate. You know, she is totally aware of every conversation that's happening and is with us 100%. She remembers things. You know, if we'll tell a funny story from when she was little, she remembers it. You know, she gets it. She remembers it. She is completely aware and responds super quickly to anything we ask her about, you know, her desires, her wants, her needs. She uses, like I said, an eye gaze communication device. She is doing walking in our pool. She walks in a walker with assistance. Her gross motor is, you know, coming along really, really well. Her fine motor is slower, but it's happening. You know, she moves her arms at the shoulders for bigger movements. She has more trunk control. She can hold her head up. She's just you know, she just comes along every day and she knows, I I feel like she knows what she's doing and she's, she's sort of not going to be denied. She's the kind of kid who even before she was just like, show me the mountain and I'll start climbing it. You know, I don't care how high it is. Show me where the challenge is and I'll go do it. You know, she was just, she was a state champion gymnast. So super strong. Her body was ready for this it is if if there can ever be a point you know if there can ever be a person who's ready she was ready you know she was the one at the gym who was doing extra pull-ups extra sit-ups you know extra 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 climb the rope two more times at the end of practice and her coach used to ask her what are you doing and she's like oh you know what i'm just putting it in a bank i just figure i'll do extra work because maybe i'll need this one day and that's just what's her attitude and that's how she is today So it's pretty incredible. That is so, so amazing. And I know that she's just continuing to make progress more and more, you know, as time goes on. And I've talked to you about this before, Michelle, but you say too that you feel like the angels continue to surround you with just amazing Mm -hmm. people that they bring into JFA's life and your life. Yeah, for sure. You know, there are, I mean, it's like you cannot make this stuff up the way things have happened for her that just feel like they are divine appointments. You know, the way things people have showed up, we had a situation and you know this because you and I talked about it in my reading, but we got introduced to a gentleman who, and a lot of people will know him, his Max Chermovsky, Chermovsky, I think I'm saying that right, from Dancing with the Stars. We got connected with him through another friend. He introduced us to Victoria, who had been on the show. Victoria had been kind of like Jay Victoria Arlen. She had been vegetative when she was 11, and she came completely out of that, went on to went on to be an Olympian, a, a Paralympian. She went on, she's an ESPN sports. She she does ESPN commentating now. She was on Dance with Stars. I mean, it was just crazy how, how her story turned around for her. So it was almost like God was like, here, let me show you this. Things can happen. Miracles can happen. And we met Max and Max has been a pro on Dance with the Stars. Well, Max introduced us you know, he said, I think I'm in your life for a reason. And it's not just to make the connection between you guys and Victoria and her story. But I think it's more than that. He introduced us to a doctor who does a cutting edge peptide therapy. And Dr. Seeds has been working with Jay Fay for the past, I guess it's been a year and a half. And we've just seen amazing things through the connection. And, you know, brains are so difficult 
there's, you know, it's kind of like our trauma surgeon said, he said to, we can do things to help her survive, but we don't have a clue how to heal her. We just don't know, you know, we don't know enough about the brain. And that's where Dr. Seeds came in and he said, I can help heal her. And that was the first person who had been, you know, sure about that. And so certain, and he said, you know, I, I needed to see Jay Fay in person to make sure I could take her case and I really could make a difference. And he said, when I saw her and saw the determination and the, you know, the, 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 the kind of condition that she was in, meaning that she was super pliable. She was not contracted. She was not, she was strong. Her body was strong. I mean, she just had all these things going for her. So Dr. Seeds has been an amazing angel in this whole story. Our therapists have been incredible. They've been with us since we got home. There's two of them that you know, they look at stuff that we wouldn't know to look at. They look at this curvature of her spine. They look at her contractures. They're always sort of, you know, it's like, like brain healing is sort of like you are trying to keep the boat afloat, you know, trying to, to plug up all the holes while you're getting it to its destination. <laughs> and so you got to keep the boat floating. So we have to keep her body healthy enough as it's trying to heal and get across the the water, if that makes sense. I don't know if that analogy makes sense to you, but mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you're just trying to do everything you can to keep her as healthy as possible so that she can heal, continue to heal her brain. So there's just been person after person like that who have showed up to help her on this incredible journey. Michelle, your story is so amazing. And I don't really know if this question is appropriate, but I've kind of put myself in that position like when I've talked to you before and said, my Lord, if I had been in that position, how would I, I don't know that I could have handled with such grace and such ease as you have. I guess what I'm trying to say here is, was there ever a point that you got mad at God? Was there ever a point that you felt resentful? Because every time I I talk to you, you're just so positive and you see the bright side and you see how God's working in your life. And I so look up to you just for who you are as a human being. Oh, well, (laughs) thank you. I, I, you know, I, that's an interesting question because I don't feel like I ever got mad at God if there was a negative emotion, because, you know, I just felt like that didn't really serve me. Like, what was that going to do? It was going to distance me from the anchor. You know, (laughs) I needed to kind of hang on to that anchor of my, of, of being faithful. But if there was a, an emotion that I felt, it was more like sort of a sadness, you know, and a remorse for sort of the life that we had you know, some Jason and I will catch each other some days. We're just like, man, you know, I, I'm, I miss that. Like I miss her dancing, you know, and just watching her in her full sort of light and, you know, doing her thing, if that makes sense. But we, you know, we pretty quickly get out of that because we've seen so much more of her through this journey. We're like, well, you know, the girl that did that may do that again one day, you know, I don't want to take mm-hmm. that away, but we're just like, that was a different time. Right. And this is a new time. And there are new things that we see, you know, there are new joys that we have with her. I mean, we prayed that we would just see her smile and laugh again. And she smiles and laughs all the time. You know, she gets really tickled and just giggles, you know, and, and so just that, but, but that, that would be, I guess, the emotion that, that, you know, sort of that where your life just takes a big left turn and you keep kind of looking over your shoulder and going, ah, but I want that old thing, you know? Yeah. But I think God just, just keeps, keeps showing us that even though that was, that was good, this is going to be better. 
you know, this is going to have more joy and be this, this way that JFA wants to impact the world, yeah. you know, and, and she was like that. I mean, she was just, she is, and ha has always been just a real, just a light. I mean, she is just, she's a special, special kid. And we're, you know, of course, everyone thinks that about their own children, but others, you know, we're just drawn to her and she's just tough and strong. And so she really inspires us. So, you know, I guess it's a long way around the answer. Did I feel occasionally bitter for what, what would have been? Yes, for sure. But in those moments, you know, I try to remind myself that, that life's always moving on. You know, I mean, life's always moving on and we are always going to sort of miss what we had. I mean, even, even when you move from baby to toddler, you know, you kind of miss that baby stage, right? Mm -hmm. Or when you move from, you know, my, my son just moved out of the house and graduated and went to college. And do I miss having him here all the time? Yeah. You know, I miss it sometimes, but I'm also excited for him to kind of have that new experience and, and to, to kind of come into his own. And so I, um, I, you know, I always remind myself, everybody's life's moving on. You know, it's not just us that are having to let go of the way things were. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. So I want to do a prayer for JFA here in a moment, but I've got one more question. When it comes to, um, you know, you and I had that session, I think it was our last one, and and Spirit was coming through talking about how you you might be, you know, speaking on JFA's behalf in front of a lot of people. And I remember you called me back and you said, Julie, I thought you were absolutely crazy. I had no idea what you were talking about. But then you got a call a couple days later, right, to testify? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th this is... Yeah, this is pretty incredible that, you know, we have an opportunity to be a part of some, hopefully some legislation that will change things and that will make cars safer. And, and it really that, that call and that sort of idea that we would be included in something that would really make a difference on JFA's behalf. And that, you know, we always kind of promised her, hey, we're going to do everything we can to make this matter, to help not have other people have to go through this, other families. And it was interesting because right after, or very shortly after you and I had that reading, we got that call to that JFA will be included in that bill that they are trying to, to get to pass. And, and it'll, you know, help really make a difference in the way that cars are manufactured and the way that things happen in the future. And so, yeah, it's just really interesting that, you know, that, I, that we feel like there's something so much bigger at play here than our small story, you know, small in the scheme of things feels big to us, but in the scheme of everything and everyone, but we just feel like JFA really is meant to make a difference in so many ways. And this is just one way that is really an opportunity for us to make a significant change. Yeah. Well, and let's not get into the the details here because I know that you're not allowed to talk about just everything, but do you feel that like if you have a young kiddo, the middle seat is the best place for them so that the front seats cannot, you know, go yes. backwards? <laughs> yes. If I were driving anyone in my car, you know, to be honest, yeah, kind of young or old, I would try to put them in the middle seat, you know, I mean, m for sure your children, you know, if that's possible, I would put them in the middle seat, you know, it ended up that Jay Faye's little girlfriend who was in the middle seat was traumatized for obvious reasons, but was fine physically. And she was in the middle seat. So, you know, that's, I, of course, called all my friends and my, my sister-in-law is like, oh my gosh, you guys, don't put them right behind you if you can help it. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. And I think over the coming years, you will see some significant changes that will make it where children are safe no matter what. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't understand that this is actually a thing and and it wasn't just JFA that this has happened, you know, a lot. And right. and they're trying to there are there are powers that be that are trying to make cars safer so that this no longer happens. But as of right now, you know, there are faulty cars out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to do this Remind me, Michelle, what is the name of the girl who um, you connected with from Dancing with the Stars who was in the Paralympics? Victoria Arlen. Okay, Victoria. And before we kind of go into this prayer, Michelle, for people who want to follow you, because I know that you come on and you talk about JFA's story and mm-hmm. you kind of give weekly updates, for people who want to just follow the story and be praying for you guys, where can they find you? So you can find me on Facebook. I'm under Michelle Druga. It's my maiden name, D-R-U-G-A, Fraser, F-R-A-S-E-R. So yeah, I come on on Monday nights at nine o'clock central and we just do a JFA update and we talk about, you know, her progress, which has been really uplifting for us. It's, it's kind of a selfish thing for us to be able to have people follow us and follow her on the journey selfish in the sense that it helps us to connect you know sometimes you get in people who are caregivers will probably relate to this you get really isolated and especially in this pandemic you can get really isolated mm-hmm. and so it's a way for us to connect with all of it started out you know when we were in the hospital i just wanted a way to be able to tell people what was going on without having to make 1500 phone calls you know so i would just go live and so i've just continued to do that and we we talk about jfa's progress and i think it's real inspiring for people especially if you're given a prognosis that you don't agree with, <laughs> yeah. you know, I always say, listen to the diagnosis, not the prognosis, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just a way to, for people to, to hear what's going on with JFA. And then we usually share something that we're learning along the way that God, just a, a truth, a you know, some sort of insight or something that God is really revealing to us through this journey. And, you know, oftentimes it, I think it helps others who are on their own, you know, who are kind of crossing their own, their own valley and sure. um, they're able to apply it to their own lives. I hope that's kind of the goal. So that's amazing. Well, I feel like some people listening out there need to hear what you just said uh, about kind of starting this so that you didn't have to retell the story over and over again. Because if you have ever been at the hospital and something's going on with a loved one, you know that everybody wants to know what's happening. And you call person after person after person out of the kindness of your heart to just update them. It completely just physically drains your energy. So I hope that you can, if you're listening, look at this and know that that is a tool available to you mm-hmm. to not have to drain your energy in that way. Just create a video and then share it with everybody so that everybody gets those updates, but you don't drain that energy. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I do want to kind of just pray with you for a moment. And yes. everybody who's listening, you know that I love to use visualizations with prayer where we see the future as if it's already happened. So if you just close your eyes and, and pause for a moment with me and just connect to God energy, go straight to source. And I want you to just say a little prayer for Michelle, her family, and especially Jay Fay. And as you pray, I want you to see Jay Fay in the future, just like Victoria, who we were talking about. I want you to see Jay Fay as mobile as can be, sharing her story with the world sharing a story of hope, faith, strength, resilience that not only impacts her, but millions and millions of souls around the world. I want you to hold this vision within your mind of Jay being so healed that she comes up to her mom one day and just wraps her arms around her, gives her the biggest hug. 
tells her she loves her. I want you to see Jay Fay going on to have a beautiful life, maybe as a commentator herself on a sports network one day, but doing what she wants to do in life and living out her purpose here and the way that she's been called to. Friends, please see angels surrounding Michelle, her entire family, her entire home, Jay Fay. And ask God to give them the resilience, the strength, the love, the support that they need in any way they need it. Friends, I ask you to allow God's love, God's beautiful energy to just flow through your heart right now. Imagine that energy flowing down through the crown of your head and out through your heart to all families who are in a health situation right now where they need more support, more strength, more hope. Allow that love to flow through you to whoever needs it within the world. And lastly, friends, I want you to ask God to surround with angels anyone who needs extra protection this Thanksgiving week. Only they know from above the big picture what's coming. Ask God from your intention, from your free will, God, please surround everyone who's going to need extra help, extra assistance this week. Friends, as we end, throw in a little prayer there for yourself. You know how much I love you, Spirit loves you, your angels love you. Friends, I hope that you have a beautiful, safe, healthy, happy Thanksgiving week. Thank you for being here. Open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that are coming your way right now. Michelle, thank you so much for doing this. Mm, thank you. That was beautiful. I'm wiping away the tears. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm so glad that we got connected. You are truly an angel, and I really believe that God connected us. So thank you so, so much. Thank you. You're an angel right back at me in my life. <laughs> we'll be we'll be holding Jay in our thoughts and prayers. Michelle, I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. We will for sure. And I hope everyone does as well. Thank you. Of course. You too. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? 
They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. 
I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.